I'll be able to get it lined up. Okay. Um, and th- but Anyone I do like the clock. Um, <laughs> what the clock doesn't anticipate is a 14-year-old who doesn't listen. I thought that was a countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was counting up? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, no one else thought that was a countdown? <laughs> it's the end of the I'm world. Like, guys, the there's four so, Willa, have you just never, you've never seen a clock before? Is that what I'm getting out of you? Like, it's, it's a clock. It's not even a circle yeah. clock, so I don't even know. How often do you see circle clocks? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I, I gotta call shenanigans no. on that. Yeah. That's no way. <laughs> on this oh, my podcast. school has them, but, like, I only use my phone for the time. No, no, no. On this podcast, you have said you only read digital clocks. Yeah. That's a digital clock. Yeah, but, like, it has the seconds, too, so it looks like a countdown. Okay. But Why it's counting we... I can't put together that it's <laughs> counting. I can't bigger. put that together. <laughs> all, all right, Paul. Let's, let's, okay. let's take it away. Let's get going. This was rad. It's holy With this was Rad Podcast, the only podcast that has two guys in their 30s force a teenager to watch movies from their childhood. That would be the 80s for us. And we are coming to you for the first time ever from the split bunkers of East and West. I am Paul. I am Greg. I'm Willow. All right. And uh, not only... Are we broadcasting for the first time ever with the remote? We thought, why not get yet another remote caller in, uh, guest in, and so we have Lemon from the F Plus Podcast. How are we doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 uh, I'm very excited about this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're That's all very excited. Uh, and, uh, and this week's episode is The Breakfast Club because we are closing out. I don't know if you're, if you're aware, Lemon, we've been doing Hughes-a-Palooza, where we've watched, uh, four John Hughes movies all in a row just to torture ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You watched, you watched three crap movies so that you could watch the good <laughs> movie at the end. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, wow. I don't know uh, whose opinion that is. Yeah. But... Playing, playing his hand early. That's okay. <laughs> uh and so uh um, <clears throat> let's let's break things up and let's have uh let's have lemon tell us what he remembers about this movie 
Oh, what I remember, what I remember. Yeah, you know, growing, growing up, kind of. uh, Yeah, no, uh, I remember obviously the uh, Simple Minds uh, song. Uh, I can't. I could never name another Simple Minds song, but obviously that one. Uh, I remember, like, as a as a uh, teenager, realizing that like Ali Sheedy in that movie was like my perfect woman. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this this damaged. Uh, damaged individual, like that's that's who I want. I remember. Oh, I remember. Uh, this is what you get when you spill paint in the garage. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and and just uh, Judd Nelson's general sexiness. Uh, I think those are probably <laughs> probably my my three major memories. All right, okay. Paul. What what about you? What do you remember? You know the one and Lemon. I got a. I, I think we're gonna have to vie uh, for Ali Sheedy's attention on this one because you're absolutely right. Uh, she was, uh, my ideal, uh, person from this movie, uh, from the Brat Pack in general. So when she makes the sandwich is by far my favorite scene in this whole movie. Um, I remember it every bit of it. I love it. it it's, it's just such a classic scene uh, of the pixie sticks. I, I, as I was watching, I remember uh, a friend of mine, he used to do the same thing. He brought in pixie sticks for lunch and a raw, no joke, raw lemon. His okay. mother put a raw lemon in there, and he would eat it, rind and all, at lunchtime. And we, we were just like, "This all sounds like his friend, right? And we were like, "No, I. We think you're just supposed to like squeeze that on like on your your salad or something." He's like, "No, I don't think so." And and he would just plow the whole thing into his mouth. If, <laughs> if, if, if maybe like it was a pizza, just rolls it up and chucks it in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a parenting tactic um, to say, like, you know, like, hey, I don't want my uh, child to, like, um, do all this, like, underage drinking and, like, premarital sex or whatever. So, like, I'm going to make my kid, like, eat weird things for lunch, and then that problem will probably solve itself. Maybe? That's a a pretty good insight, actually. I I always thought it was a, a literal interpretation of when life gives you lemons. I wanted to yeah. learn, like, put lemons on a sandwich and put sugar on it. You know that that good old day fashioned uh, proverb. <laughs> uh, so I, what I remember about this movie is uh, I the, the whole Judd Nelson, like you know, like talking about Christmas and that the the whole thing. Uh, we're we're three for three with Ali Sheedy. Uh, yeah. Ali Sheedy far over Molly Ringwald any day of the of the of the week. Mm. Um, so are, are we going to do St. Elmo's Fire? Is that like the logical uh, next step? Well, we, we should get the short circuit first, but we can get to that. Now. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and then um, I always remember, and I don't know why this sticks with me, Anthony Michael Hall lying that he had sex with Molly Ringwall while she's directly in front of him. Like, no, I never I just, understood what his play there was. <laughs> But um, I, I remember saying, that. I was just saying I'm not Jerry. God, you yeah. guys. <laughs> You're such jerks. No, you, could, you could literally pick anyone. You could pick anyone on the planet. And he picks Molly Ringwald directly in front of him to refute his story. But um, I also remember uh, after uh, when they do drugs and Emilio Estevez gets really amped up. <laughs> like he's yeah. on like, speed or something. Yeah, it yeah. confused but, me. Yeah, uh, there's, I think yeah, his experience was very unique. <laughs> There's a, there's a, yeah, about halfway through, half, halfway through, I mean, I guess we'll maybe get to it, but like, there's a, there's a point where they all do drugs, except for Ali Sheedy, which is very right. confusing to me. I don't know. But <laughs> right, then, yes. but then <laughs> Emilio the Estevez first. does drugs by himself, and it just like super gets him amped. And like, <laughs> yeah. he must have like come to John Hughes, and he's like, I got all this parkour shit I want to do. And they were like, well, okay. 
Parkour. He puts one foot on a wall three inches up, and he's like, right, right, exactly. It's 80s yeah. parkour. It's slightly it's a, weird. It's it's just like Ezio. Parkour doesn't exist yet. Wouldn't you be really cool if some random parkour? What does that have to do with the breakfast club? Nothing. I just really am really into this parkour thing. I think it's going to be a trend someday. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah we, uh, so we've had John Hughes guest hosting on uh, on the podcast last few episodes, <laughs> and that was uh, him explaining that parkour is, is what we need in this movie. I like it. I like it. Good so, job, John. Willow, I am curious if you, you'd seen this movie before. Yeah, like three times. I don't know what oh, I was okay. thinking. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> Did you when when was the last time you'd seen it? I don't even know. Uh, maybe like a year ago. Okay, but I mean, like, did you did you remember enjoying the film at all? Was it like a good good experience? I mean, if you've I seen it three I times, like, I remember enjoying it, is. it each time I watched it. Because I think I watched it the first time. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool, and then like every other time, I'm like I thought that was pretty cool, and I watched it again, and I did this time. Sore disappointment, you know, the casual. I don't. I. I don't understand. There's, there. What is disappointing in there? So Cause much. Like, cause, well, because okay. So so I want to say just a little bit. A little bit of backstory to the podcast. Like um, uh, like I found out about you guys, and I was like, and I was like, oh, cool. Uh, like I wonder uh, if they've ever done Heather's, the greatest movie in the world. Yeah. And in fact, you have. And uh, so I was listening to the Heather's episode. And then, like, Willow was, like, super into Heathers, and I was like, okay, Willow's, Willow's the greatest. Uh, and, and then I was like, we're going to do Breakfast Club, and I bet she'll totally like this. And, like, now, like, I feel like we're not simpatico anymore. Like, <laughs> did you, no? Yeah, no, no simpatico, buddy. Oh, oh okay. Well, uh, as you know, we, at the <laughs> end, we'll go over, is it, or, is it still rad or not? I feel like I feel like Greg, you are on are the only two with still playing poker at this point. <laughs> That's right. I'm playing them close to the vest. But you know what? Why don't we Why don't we just get right into it? Because uh, yeah, much much like this uh, podcast where we always come out of the gate swinging. Uh, this movie, yeah, Simple Minds, right out of the gate. Boom. Wait, so like, are we the well, ones you know, that like, roll in through the gate? Like, you know, like they oh, have a ribbon no, and we're just sliding correct. underneath it? That's right. Before no. Simple Minds, David Bowie. David Bowie quote from, uh, <laughs> David from what? David Bowie. Changes, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then, David like, Bowie. I to- obviously didn't remember that. It's like, what is that happening? No, I, I was totally, yeah, I, I wrote the Smashing Glass opening. Like, were they going for, like, the, the Friday the 13th version. 3D vibe there? I, I, I wasn't sure what was up with that. It was it was very Friday the Thirteenth Part Three <laughs> with the smash. Happening. It definitely was. But yeah, so David Bowie, yeah, getting shattered. R.I.P. And it, uh, what? Yeah, David Bowie, R.I.P. Oh, oh, you're saying R.I.P. Gotcha. Yes. And then the the we have the the opening sort of montage. We start out with a montage of the the essay mm, that they write at the end yeah, of the film, yeah. which they're reading at the beginning. Yeah. And I gotta say, that janitor needs to be fired, because that school is a mess. He's the MVP is, is in this you got, movie. You got little, you got little uh, dioramas of each character, and that's fun. Um, and then uh, John Hughes has to introduce every character, and uh, he looks down at his, uh, his easel and his brushes, and he's like, oh no, I only have the very thickest brush. To create all these characters with uh, the rich girl. There we go. The jock and done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um, well one thing that one thing I had never. Well, you can't before. forget the nerd. 
did you did you guys notice this? It was the um in the opening montage they're showing pictures. There's there's a a quick go by of of like these like students of the year. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. the one in the middle is the janitor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He won yeah. like student of the year. I never noticed that before. Yeah, I thought yeah, that was nice a, a nice little touch. I'm telling you, the janitor is the MVP of the movie. He makes uh, the uh, whole yeah. thing complete. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, what I what I found interesting, and and Lemon, you're absolutely right. And you know, this was the movie that kind of solidified that whole the brain, the jock, the pretty girl, that whole everybody fits into like a column kind of thing. But the one thing that I did like about the opening was these kids just arrive for detention and there's no pretense, there's no setup. And I was like, for a John Hughes movie to not have any like building block to get to his point thing, I thought it was really good. It's probably the best opening I've seen so far with one of his movies. It's I like it. These kids are just showing up. Yeah, they're, you, you immediately get they're just stereotypes of whatever they are. But at least they're kind of, you don't know why they're there. I like that opening. I I personally, okay. Okay. Go ahead. I personally like that locker where it had like the hanging rope with the little slip knot and then it, the F word at the bottom. I thought that was very appreciated. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Poor <laughs> John. He just can't, he just can't not use FAG in his, in his movies. It's, Why? What's the problem? It's just so weird. What's the problem? Yeah, but that was, that was a 1980s thing. I mean, that word was thrown word. around with abandon in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's I mean it's it's a it's a bottle episodes from beginning to end. You've got you've got basically one location. You've got one solid premise, um, and it's just carried out for ninety minutes. Um, and so that's why they go to detention. There's only five of them, and they are in the most luxurious room in any high school in history. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Yes. I, I've been to detention a bunch of times. <laughs> And it was always, like, a crappy, like, English room with, like, a dour yep. teacher that stared at me. Like, I didn't get, like, modern sculpture in the beginning. And, like, these <laughs> stories up. Like, how come, I guess I didn't go to the right Chicago suburb, like, to, <laughs> right. get, to get the raddest detention room. And, and more than that, what, a nine-hour detention on a Saturday. Actually, it's eight hours. No, it's nine hours. No, it's nine. It's, because when yeah. he comes in, he goes, uh, "You're here for eight hours and forty five minutes." Oh, what? 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 At, at some point, I assume somebody shot somebody with a with a, a high powered rifle to get nine hours of detention. And it's, uh, when we that 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 exists, I've really I've I've, I've been in long detentions. <laughs> okay, maybe they just seemed like four hours. Eight hours, nine hours. What is this? I only did the after-school detention. I never did the Saturday I, detention. Yeah. Gotta Wait, agree with you I guys. If you did pot or went to detention, you said one. I said obviously not detention. You didn't correct me. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> okay. So I lied. So, um, oh. yeah, Molly Ringwall skips class and gets a nine-hour detention. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. I I agree, which is which is why I think we should delve into the principal has some sort uh, of horrible ulterior 100%. motive for giving these kids Saturday detentions. Okay, okay no. why? Okay. He's just so, trigger happy. Again, it's a big library, right? So presumably yep. it's a school with, I don't know, a couple hundred kids, something like that. At least. How come it's a school that has no bad kids in it at all? Like, there's Judd Nelson, 
right? And there's a point really early on where he closes a door. And the other four are like, oh my god, dude, don't close the door! You're a bad man! Yes. Do not close the door! Oh, that is so right on. Like, well, that's because I have to assume the next step after the nine-hour detention is just Chinese water torture. Oh, that's, okay, yeah, no. This principal, yeah, yeah. this principal, I have so many notes on this principal. He, he is a, we, we talked about um, Ernest being a nom, this guy is literally a nom vet who came back broken. Because who else has nine hours on a Saturday to spend? And he, and he, it, like Willow said, he is over the moon when Judd Nelson goes, fine, give me another weekend. You got it, buddy. I've got nothing else to do. Yeah, this he, he has nothing else to do. That's, that's right. <laughs> to, to, to maintain a school, uh, an entire school where all the lights are on, it's five children, a janitor, and you, and you have nothing. Like he has nothing to do. Like, like at one point he's like building like a like a little crappy thing, like pencils, <laughs> the styrofoam cups. cups. Yeah, like, yeah. Like it's not like he has a job. Like I, there was a point where I kind of felt for him a little bit because it was like it was like this. You've got this sad little existence, and and you yourself caused oh. it. And I'm like, you know what, buddy? I'm on board with you a little bit. And then he's like, I'm gonna fight a teenager, and I'm like, okay. I'm never, <laughs> I'm no, longer, no, we, you and me have parted ways now. Oh, so, uh, see, yeah, we saw him differently. Um, the uh, they start, man. I just watched this movie like two hours ago. I've already forgotten. <laughs> they have to write essays. That's that's it. Yes. They're they're there yes. for for nine hours. They can't talk. They can't go to the bathroom. They can't leave. Nothing. They're all supposed to write an essay, a thousand words. And he specifically says you can't write one word a thousand times. So that happened at some point. But he's at the <laughs> end. Now, he didn't even. Have he has a, a rule now that that can't six. happen. Um, and that's, so that's the setup of the film is that they're, they're five kids who don't know each other and they're all supposed to write an essay in complete yes. silence for nine hours. And as you know, teenagers, I don't know why he thought that was actually going to happen. And, and he like leaves and he like leaves right. and he's like, I'm going to be in another room. Like, I'm going to be like, it'll be fine. <laughs> like this whole, like no talking, no moving rule will totally get followed. Cause I'll come back five minutes later and I'll like address that. To be fair, yeah. only um the one who looks like Beck moves. Like he's the only one that actually initiates anything. Oh, Judd like, Nelson. All the other kids are like, "Oh my goodness, why are you standing? Why are you <laughs> doing true. anything?" Definitely, yeah, definitely true. Yeah, no, that's what Lemon was saying with 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 how all these kids. Right, these are the these are the best bad kids you could possibly hope yeah. for. Again, it just kind of goes to my point with the principal. He is obviously trying to get over a trauma because. When you look at these group of kids, there's no reason, other than Judd Nelson, you're 100% right. When he gets locked in the closet later on, totally deserved. The rest of them, though, I, I kind of feel like, hey, listen, uh, you cut class. Maybe just do the essay, and, and I'll let you out early. Instead, he's like, you shut up, Missy. And he just goes for broke on every one of those kids. Well, well I, you know, I, mean, I really wanted to enhance stereotypes, and I was, was I supposed to bring them together? <laughs> One of the ways that I think this movie works pretty well is that you have a situation where uh, all of the kids, like, by species and by design, are adversarial to each other. They don't like each other. They don't understand each other. They're not into each other. But then, all of a sudden, the moment an authority figure shows up, they're like, you know what? All for one. Screw you. You, know, yes. you suck. Like, like we've got each other's backs, and and so like having like a, uh, a a pompadour with a mouth underneath it that yells at you like serves as a bonding agent for these children. 
Yeah, I I yeah. wrote that down. That's the this is the realest group of kids that John Hughes has written so far because you're absolutely right. They all are at each other's throats the entire movie except when the adult is in the room. And then they're all like, oh, wait a second. No, we all hate him right now. And they all stick up for each other. And again, it's a really good, it's, it's, I think they're very well written in that respect. Yeah. So as, uh, as the movie progresses, um, we've got, uh, well, what Judd Nelson stays quiet for all of like 30 seconds, I think. Mm-hmm. And then immediately says that they should all rape Molly Ringwald. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, which, it's, a John, which, it's a John Hughes movie. It's a John Hughes film. Which, <laughs> which I bring some factor into the movie. Judd you know? Nelson's Nelson is just biding his time until Reddit is invented. Oh, you know, <laughs> Lemon, Lemon, you and I are on the same page with that because I have ticked off boxes of all these proto-internet behaviors that he exhibits. And it's astounding how much I was like, oh my god, this guy was the internet. Man, the internet I don't even know up. who Milo is, but I sure do like him. <laughs> so Someday uh, I'm going to invite this thing called 4chan and there's going to be a room called Random. I'm going to scare okay. everybody. But yeah, so uh, Judd Jud Nelson uh, identifies himself early on uh, a very poor, very destitute, um, and that's why he is wearing like the nicest clothes. Like he's got like the <laughs> boots that are sort of wacky, but like he's got like a wool scarf and then like a hundred layers of clothes on top of it, um, and very well coiffed hair. Like like it's fine. I mean, like on point. The yeah, the 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 poor kids uh, that I knew from from school were wearing like clothes that were about twenty years out of style. Yeah, and their hair was not nicely no, that was in the least. <laughs> really? No, it was probably cut by themselves or their parents. I mean, it was not. <laughs> yeah. It was not good at all. Everyone's hair and, in my school uh, looks like on point. Like coif is perfect. It's good. Okay. Huh. Like it's really good. <laughs> Like, so well, um, that's good. Then we've obviously we've gotten rid of uh, poverty where we live. Yeah, like last week we had guys. shop and like for we, ten we, minutes we, we talked about we did it USA. Like, we did it. <laughs> took it took some time. Uh, Judd Nelson needed to lead us lead us into the the twenty second century, but it's good. 23rd. Poverty is gone. Yep. No, it isn't. I still don't have more than thirty dollars. What? Poverty isn't gone. I'm still in poverty. <laughs> I mean, till the end of this episode. <laughs> well then. Ah, uh, so there's a secret revealed. <laughs> so uh, Judd Nelson steals a screw that's holding the door open, so it can't yeah. stay open. And so they, they get oh, privacy. They, they can't deal with that. No, like, they can't. Oh, oh, no. Oh they... my god. And then, so, like, and then, and then, and then it's like there's a bunch of those in a row because, like, after the whole like I stole a screw, and then they're like, "Oh my god, you stole a screw, you bad man! <laughs> they should lock you in prison!" Like then, so, there's like, a point. Molly Ringwald, like when the teacher comes in, is like, "Who would take a screw?" <laughs> well, you know, that's 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 the thing is that then that she's rounding up with her fellow brethren, like teenager. Plus, right. Molly Ringwald thinks Judd Nelson is cute. And she's right. True. I mean, he totally, totally is. Um, but like, but like, so, uh, so then that's the beginning of a couple of those things because, like, because there's the thing with the screw. A little bit later, um, uh, Judd Nelson is um, like yelling at somebody, presumably, and and he uses the f word, and Emilio Estevez is like, "Hey, watch your language." Yep. <laughs> We're in detention. Watch your language. There's not even adults around. 
Yeah, and it's I, I always found that a little ironic coming from the jock. <laughs> Where it's like, really, buddy? You're, yeah, you're going to be the language police in this group? Language. That's interesting. And then, yeah, and then, and then just a tiny bit after that, they're like, only burners like you get high. Again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. Ten minutes later, they all uh, get high. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I love the language in this because so much of it, it feels like what, what, I, what I actually would have said. Um, it's not you like rad said it because it was probably taught to you by like breakfast club. I mean, there's so many lines that are like meant to be repeated. Like, Oh, can you hear me? Let me turn it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never thought the movie where I, I was, uh, that, honestly, that's like a great point. Like I'm, I'm sitting here like, Oh, they talk like we talk and not going, Oh, this is probably where I learned to talk from. <laughs> I'm like, oh, John, you stole our language. No, Not- no, John, you set your lexicon for you. Dang. <laughs> now my whole life yeah. is a sham. Also, also the uh, the phrase "eat my shorts." Oh, yes, eat my shorts. Yep, like eat my more shorts. than once. And, like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, wait a minute, is this the version? No, I heard swearing earlier. This is not the TV edit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're, like, defiantly saying, eat my shorts several times? Yeah, out of out of all the the language they use, eat my shorts is a little out of place. (laughs) Just a touch. And uh, so the the uh, the principal after the screw's taken, he's uh, like we had said, or he's handing out detentions just like they're going out of style. He's just yeah. what I think uh, Anthony Michael Hall's actually counting. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he says it's, it's seven, not including up? the one we're in today or something. Yep. And but any so well, like why he, is he actually showing up? Who? Um, the dude that's asking for him. Judd Nelson. Yeah. What? Judd like, Nelson's why in is detention he because up if he's wrangling all of them, like why even show up? Because, I like, Judd Nelson's spirit up. animal is detention. Like, that's, like, where he, that's where he, like, is, is purest. Like, Judd Nelson is purest form is in detention. Yeah, I think it's very apparent that Judd Nelson constantly needs an audience. Yes. His, his, his character, he needs to be performing for people. And I think detention, you have a, a literal and, captive audience every Saturday for and, detention. And that's very, po- and that's very obvious because, I mean, not just from a script writing and movie standpoint, every time there's any kind of lull or or stoppage in the movie, or even like later on when they actually start to get along or this or that, he's always the catalyst that needs to trigger it off to the next point. Yeah. Uh, it's a plot. It's a plot device, but also as a character, you're right. He's just a character that just can't stop talking. He can't stop putting that that next word out because he has to. And, and I think it works. I, I think it. He, he's the only character, at least from that point, that I think comes off like really genuine from his backstory and all that. Hey, hey Willow, I have a question for you. Yeah. So like like I I mean it's been a while since I like I've seen the inside of a high school. Do people still say you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby all the time? Not once. <laughs> That's you wait, you haven't heard that once? No. You're a neo maxi zoom dweeby? Be fair, I also go to like almost a private high school, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, so it's a public That might school, be the right? difference. That makes sense. <laughs> Just get out there. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Lemon. What are they? It's using almost that? a private using? school, so it's public school. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Someone the other day was like, "We're having Mexican wraps," and I was like, "It's a burrito. Get it right." And, it, and then it turned out, turned out to be like a steak sandwich. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> well, I mean, you could put steak in a burrito. No, like, like it was like a sub bun with steak in it. Oh, 
<laughs> We're pretty far from Mexico. Maybe we just don't know. Can we go to Mexico? <laughs> New remote location, Mexico. No. Mexicano. No. Oh, now we're going to be this much drug trafficking. Now we should probably go before the wall. So right after the principal is done handing out detentions, there's something that happens in every single John Hughes movie, and it's that kids are just flagrantly smoking in the school. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, this time I ain't putting in any nudity. Did, was that so a thing in the 80s where kids would just smoke in school, like, with reckless abandon? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, later, later on, Emilio Estevez manages to smoke enough pot to fill up, like, <laughs> yes, the entire library yeah, thing with yes. smoke. Yeah. He's got a vaporizer yeah. in there. I would there. assume that a library would have smoke detectors in it, but I, I must be wrong. <laughs> okay. Do you know yeah, what I I'm with you. It, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions, but literally, if correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, every John Hughes film we've seen up to this point has shown people smoking in school, just like comp- like not trying like in in a bathroom or something, like in a library or like in a classroom, uh, just okay, or wait. in gym class, like just smoking. Guys, they don't go off because they schools only have fire alarms, which means someone has to pull the alarm. Why don't schools just have smoke detectors? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. But they don't, because everywhere oh, okay. has, a, like, a fire alarm where you have to pull it. I think they might have both. I think they have right. both. I mean, you, I'm they're, almost they're positive they have both. what's the point of having the fire detector? Alarm if you don't have the fire detector. Or if you are Although, Willow makes a good point, though, because I don't know how it was for you guys, but every time I walked into my into the boys' bathroom at, in high school, it smelled like a pack of cigarettes. So you'd figure they'd have to have a smoke alarm in there, right? Huh. It's 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 a good question because I know you know the the 80s uh you know to kind of tip my hand here um I think I've said this on the podcast before. I was born in 82 and my mom had to request a non-smoking room in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. um maybe they weren't quite as uh you know that's touchy c- as they are today cuz I know you could smoke in teachers lounges and stuff for a long time. Oh, oh yeah. Sure. No, yeah, yeah, no. When I was in middle school there was they were smoking in teachers lounges. Yep. So I guess I guess maybe that's it. I guess, I think I think maybe like this was just the very end of that time where it was like normal. Although it's still I mean it's still a library. Like it's still you're smoking right. around books. That's a bad idea. I I think we're putting too much thought into the 80s where both seatbelts and helmets were suggestions not requirements. Well, the reason why we're putting this much thought into it is that um, the uh, creator and director of Home Alone would not create a movie with plot holes in it. <laughs> that's, 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 that's against 100% his ethos. True. Yeah. That's right. No, no, not John. No. <laughs> no, not not for this film that was reportedly written in t- uh, 48 hours. Yeah, that uh, sounds according, about according right. to the man himself. It was 47. What? He didn't even take the extra hour. He was like, and period, send. <laughs> and by send, I mean he got up and walked to a mailbox and, and sent it because the internet wasn't around in 1984. But um, I love I love the scene of, of Judd Nelson establishing his dominance over books by ripping them up. <laughs> Just showing what an alpha he is to all the other books. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then and then uh, and then he's ripping up the books, and then and then Molly Ringwald is like is like 
is like, that's terrible. And then she's like, that's super sexy, though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. She's, she's totally... Stop it! Keep doing that. Every, yeah. time, every time she chastises Jed Nelson, she secretly bites her lip right after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Like Fifty yeah. Shades. It's always like, stop being such a bad boy. Mm, I really like the bad boy. <laughs> Wait, they uh, didn't get that on camera? I'm confused. I thought they got her like little her lip bite every time. Why wasn't it on there? I don't know, hey, John. Willow. Why? Hey, Willow. Yeah. Who's the cutest person in this movie? Judd Nelson. Duh. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement. The cutest person. <laughs> definitely. Have you seen his hair? <laughs> I mean, I his hair is awesome. Terrible hair. His hair is awesome, but you, only you know, by the come hair. on, Ali Sheedy at the easily, end. You only judge easily by the, the hair. Uh, the second greatest haircut we've done on this podcast, the first being Eric Roberts in Best of the Best. <laughs> um, no. Uh, he's close. Uh, I, um, Crawl. JD and Heathers, come on. There's Dear some good hair in Crawl. Yeah, oh, Crawl. No, JD's hair in Heathers looks almost exactly like Judd Nelson's. I know. It's oh, great. that explains it. Yeah, why did I even, why did I even say something? Answer I don't know my what you're question. arguing. <laughs> So we've got uh, the, the 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 kids are conversing, and this is where the the well the pattern has kind of already shown up, but it's it's reinforcing itself here, where Judd Nelson is just like you know taking everyone down with his you know acerbic wit, and uh, oh, uh, he, the, uh, the uh, first my, my... line that I remember writing down here because of the internet is I'm insulting everyone, but it's because I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you, sir, are from the internet. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Truth teller 41. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so, I was like, oh, oh, boy. Uh, wait a second, uh, are we... This uh, avatar is Ron Swanson, for sure. <laughs> and, saying... then, and then immediately after that, he calls Molly Ringwald fat. Mm-hmm. No, 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 he goes, I was, I was just about to say, my favorite oh, line so that he funny. says, <laughs> I... I'm not fat, no, but you're definitely pushing maximum density. Right. And then, and then Such a great line. That women, women fall into, two, no, fat people fall into two groups. People who were born fat and people who used to not be fat at all. <laughs> so That's... that was actually the point where it formulated this thing to me of, I mean, you know, we can we can sort of picture the mental state of a man who would continually just do nothing but make um, high school movies. And... In this movie are two characters that were very important to John Hughes as a human being. Because there's Anthony Michael Hall, which was John Hughes, like, for right. sure, 100%. Yeah, yeah 100%. And then there was um, uh, Molly Ringwald, who was uh, the person that John Hughes uh, had a boner for and did not, and who did not like him. And the weird thing about it is that um, throughout, throughout 100% of the movie, everyone... Everyone in the movie, except for except for uh, um, Anthony Michael Hall, everyone in the movie like exhibits um, terrible, terrible behavior, terrible antisocial behavior. They're they're cruel and they're mean. And then Molly Ringwald like is just abused and debased the entire time simply because she's rich, and yes. they just hang that on her head. And like she like they're like you're stuck up, you're stuck up, and she's actually like never is. I mean like. Like, a popular girl would have a much easier time dismissing a guy like Judd Nelson, and yet she's just like, what? Oh, 
Oh, you have a setup line for me? Well, let me keep walking down this road. <laughs> she's the one percent out of the one percent. Yeah, that I understand why she's the one percent and why everyone doesn't like her because of this movie. I I was definitely uncomfortable in some of those scenes where they're all piling on her, and I'm like, she's done. She's like you said, she's exhibited zero reprehensible behavior. Mm-hmm. You know what though? It, you know? But and, and I, I don't want to victim blame, but at some point the library's pretty big. You you could just walk away. No, nope, I mean, they they were told not to walk yeah, exactly. away. No, no, no. Can't exactly. no, no. They can't defy the principle. No, no, no. But when they're sitting around like in the other part of the library, right? right. Already, there's a Ford Studies move. room. She could have gone there at any point. Closed. No, the door. you don't. You 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 don't defy the you know the leader of the Khmer Rouge at this <laughs> yeah, you at this high the school. Bowl, you get the sir. horns, buddy. That's <laughs> right. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I wish I wish I could have made a more topical reference, but I don't remember who the president of the Philippines is right now. What's that, what's that guy's name? Who's murdered well, who murdered three thousand people right now and is his uh cleanse the uh drug addicts in the Philippines. Yeah, that's a good campaign. name to reach for in your comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what's what the name of that genocidal maniac? I need it for my laugh line. I gotta keep current on my on my genocidal uh, you know dictators. Uh, well, we like to push the uh, we like to. As well as entertain, but also inform our listeners sure, uh, sure. with the various uh, genocidal, homicidal. No, I'm I, I I'm terrified when I when I go do a stand up routine and I and I say Pol Pot, someone will stand up and go boo. This is my dad's comedy. Boo, get off the stage. Pol Pot, boo. Um, so too close to see. home, bro. Too close to home. I apologize, Will. I'm very sorry. So yeah, I have I have so many notes on Judd Nelson. I, I uh, shaming shaming Molly Ringwald for lack of sexual experience. Well, isn't um, this where um where right after that uh, it's where Judd Nelson and uh, Emilio start to get into a fight, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's the notes yeah. that I have next. Because um, I just Estevez has been Estevez has been threatening to fight him constantly. Yes, and they actually lock. Uh, horns for for well, a few moments. Two hits, well, me hitting you and you hitting the ground. And... That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Well, I I do like that Emilio, of course, flexing his uh, collegiate wrestling skills, pulls him down with a uh, a waist uh, a waist wrap. Um, I, I I was I was kind of surprised at um that scene. So that scene plays out fair, basically like it should have, right? Which is yeah. Which is like I'm gonna beat your ass. No, you're not, because I'm really great. And then, and then he he tackles Judd Nelson, and then Judd Nelson's like, oh, "I could have won, but um, uh, uh, I didn't." And then, and then, like four minutes later, he's like, "By the way, I'm going to keep debasing you." And they're like, "That's fine." Yeah, that's. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how like you getting tackled and beaten up wouldn't have changed the power dynamic a little bit. Yeah, well, his tune that's should because... have changed a little. Do you... No, oh, I, I know no. what you're going to say, Paul. Go yeah, ahead. Well, I know because... exactly what you're going to say. He pulls out. The only 80s weapon you need, a switchblade yeah. knife, uh, to which he puts in the chair, and of course, Ali Sheedy, bless her, little heart, just sneaks over. I, I told Willow, I go, so many scenes in this movie are like little tiny gifts. She just kind of sneaks in, takes the knife, and goes away, but she looks at the camera while she does it. It's just so perfect. I'm like, oh, you're so cute. Go ahead. That's the, you, that's you take the... that, and you put it with your thousand tampons. That's the that's the breaking the fourth wall that is in every every uh, huge 100%. film we've done up until this point. Someone looks directly at the camera to acknowledge the audience uh, every time. I never noticed it until you said it. Yes, hundred percent. 
Uh, while while Judd Nelson, again, I have another line, I'm, uh, you know, hey, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> Everything yeah. he says, he's got a line like that, like it's the internet. I'm just, hey, I'm just trying to do the right thing here Let's by see. being horrible to everybody. Uh, he's 85, so he's going to be like 17. I assume Judd Nelson, Judd Nelson is anonymous, right? Hmm. No, nothing on that one? Okay, moving along. <laughs> uh, well. You know who you know who comes next is I just throw uh, him Carl out there. the janitor who yes. I don't I would love to hear what you guys think but he is way more put together than any school janitor I've ever encountered. He's the yeah, real I, MVP. I, just saying. Okay, and then you keep saying that. Why is he the MVP of of the movie? Because he's the only one that isn't irritating. Duh. Well, that might be just because he has the least screen time, though. No. Yeah. And like he's almost psychic. It's pretty cool. He's almost psychic. So he's when, almost psychic. So when he could make a really good wager, he doesn't go up to the plate. Like he's like, okay, I'll take fifty bucks. That's like a losing job information thing. You could ask for a good grand. He's oh, you're talking about later. Yeah. Wait. So so betting or so asking somebody for fifty bucks is an exhibition of psychic powers. <laughs> no, but like. <laughs> In other parts of the movie, he's, like, so almost psychic. I didn't write any examples down because I didn't think okay. about it too hard. But you could, like, tell it, you could, like, feel it in his chi, like, you could see his aura, that he has, like, <laughs> yeah, a psychic totally. aura. <laughs> yeah, how did you not? Well, well I, for... I'm sorry, I just, did, I didn't get the Blu-ray version, so I didn't get that. Okay, you're, you're excused well, this clearly, time. Well, clearly, all good psychics wear just one glove while while picking up vomit and trash barrels. Well, no, I, I would love to know what he does all day, because if that opening montage is any clue, that man picks lockers. up trash for maybe 20 minutes a day and then calls it a job well done. No, he goes through people's lockers. He admitted. That's, that's another great question, because the janitors were always at the school, like, during the uh, day and a little after. They um, like, <clears throat> I don't think they were there on the weekends. Number one student, number one janitor. You don't get those trophies <laughs> by just sitting on, resting on your laurels. You're there every minute of the day. That scene, that scene goes better. That first scene with uh, with the janitor goes better than I thought it would because um, yes, there's a point where like Judd Nelson's like, "Hey, crappy janitor, how come you're a dumb janitor and you're so stupid?" And like the janitor like manages to turn it around pretty well in a way that you you wouldn't usually see like that. Like like usually a character like that would be allowed to be sort of like, uh, you know, debased for his for his rotten life, right? Uh, you're, and you're right. For a John Hughes movie, he's the. F I think he's really the first adult that kind of gets one over on on kids. Mm -hmm. uh, almost every other John Hughes movie, the kids are always in the right, no matter how, what terrible, horrible things they've done to themselves, others, or a town. What am I not allowed to change it up sometimes? <laughs> Hi, John. Hi. <laughs> Who's that? Security? <laughs> it's Lemon. It's Lemon, someone? John. I've I've always wanted to meet you. It's just, this is such an honor, John. I'm so glad we held we held the seance. <laughs> is there is there anyone out? Is, is, is John there anyone is else dead? over there in the, the afterlife that you like? Who do you hang out with, John? Well, I hang out with myself, cocaine, a little bit of beer, just a little bit. A little bit Don't of beer, cocaine and much. beer. Okay, okay. Is it okay. now? Is but like double is it the cocaine? Yeah. Two cocaine. Is it is it the ghost of cocaine that people have done? Is that like does it go to the afterlife too? Totally. So are you a, are you just a loner or is just the afterlife lonely like that? Or did you choose that? Like do you not want to hang out mean? with like St. Francis right of Assisi or what? what? What do you mean? There's a unicorn. Don't you see the unicorn? 
You didn't mention the unicorn. That's why I didn't. I, I can't yeah. see the afterlife like you see it. You know, and I don't have like that artistic Martian vision. I'm not around. dead yet. Don't uh, forget the leprechaun. <clears throat> so, so lemon. Um, uh, <laughs> yep. So lemon. Thank you. I did not realize John Hughes was dead. Oh yeah, no, he's been dead. He's been dead I've been doing. I, I've been doing his voice. I, I, John Hughes has been on our podcast for the last four episodes, and I had no Ooh. idea the man died in 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I've been dead for a while. Now I almost feel bad. Inside are very tasteless, aren't they? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you imitate my voice? We're gonna get taken to task now. Oh boy. The real Maybe that's why our listenership is down. <laughs> people, have, people have uh, have uh, turned. The, they've given us a cold shoulder. We well, to be fair, that, nobody uh, wrote in, so. You mentioned that uh, 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 Anthony Michael Hall um, has a boner this entire movie. Uh, he has a nine-hour boner in this movie. Well, I mean, he's next to Ali Sheedy, wouldn't you? No, no, it is It is absolutely, again, he is the John Hughes character, Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, and, uh, and it's just a whole bunch of, like, being around my, my, Molly Ringwald that's just making his life uh, very difficult. And you know what else I like about Anthony Michael Hall's character is the way he, he works off of uh, John Nelson's character because he he works off exactly how a little nerd would when the pop what he perceives is popular not the jocks the jocks are always going to beat him up the pretty girls are always going to ignore him john nelson is in that category of approachability that he thinks he could kind of interact with you know we're outcasts from the pop you know uh from the perfect kids too and so whenever john nelson kind of talks to him anthony michael hall is always like yeah boss yeah boss yeah yeah you're right boss you're right <laughs> He's I, the uh, he's the he's the big criminals in the uh, like the Top Cat cartoons. Yes, right, yes, yes. The tall yes. ones that follow around the little the little boss. Yes, I, I exactly. loved that because uh, I'm like, oh yeah, that was totally me in high school. That was I, I was a geeky little kid, and I was like, oh that that kid, I I, I like to listen to heavy metal music and and wear Did you ever get a wallet chain. What? Did you ever get flushed? Flushed? Yeah. Swirly? Swirlied? Yeah. Flushed. Flushed. She means swirly. Come on. Okay. Okay. And uh, no, no. Aww. Thank God, no. That sounds like a lack of like opportunity on someone else's part. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Though I know you tried to be Judd Nelson because that dino earring didn't even know to use a lightning bolt. What is this, bro? She what loves bringing this? up the fact that you had that earring <laughs> shaped like a dinosaur. I, she, she really does. Bringing it up. And you'd think it would just be for the podcast, but it's not. No, no I mean, no. like, we're out eating, so like, can we get we're talking about, like, space Martians, and can, I'm like, dude, what about that dinosaur earring? Can we so get the, to the point where the Breakfast Club turns into Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I did want to mention, I believe I have the song right. After the janitor leaves, they're all whistling the song from Bridge on the River Kwai, if I'm not mm-hmm, mistaken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Which is uh, another Judd Nelson loves these like audio gags, and that that was one in this movie. But yeah, let's let's go to where you wanna. The I I would love to talk about the uh, the Scooby Doo hallway scenes. Yeah, so so they're uh so he's like he's like let's go to my locker. Or I don't even think he he says let's go to my locker and get weed. He's like I'm gonna leave, and they're like, well, you're our best friend, so absolutely we will. And then they they uh, they end up at the lock. He's got some sort of like uh, little trap in there, and that's fun. And then um, and then and then yeah, and then Scooby Doo, <laughs> Scooby Doo right. for like four minutes. Now I uh, and I asked Willow this. I don't know how big the school is, but by the time I've gotten to at least senior year of my high school after four years, there's no way I could take a random left turn and not know where I am at that point. 
And then, and then the principal, uh, he also must be taking the longest route possible back to wherever he was because they keep doing all these turns. And I, I actually get to the point where I was like, uh, these kids, uh, they, they just must not pay attention to anything that's going on during their their school day at all. They must use. Well, they're all dogs. following Jed Nelson, and he never shows up. So makes sense. No, they don't. At some point, they follow uh, Andrew, uh, Emilio Estevez's jock character, who f- they go down a hallway to the only activities room that would possibly be gated in the entire history of the United States. No, no, no. We don't want the kids getting to the finger paints. They might hurt themselves. Yeah, it's it's uh, the the, the, the movie, of course, takes place in a high school um, uh, that was built by the same guy that built the hotel in The Shining. So, you know, during the weekend, like, all of the walls move around. And it's very disorienting for people. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so everybody has to have a Marauder's Map to get around? You don't have to, but it has. <laughs> <laughs> so, did we, did, we, did we go past the lunch scene when Claire is eating sushi? Oh, we did, yes. Sushi. I, think, yeah. I think we did. That, that, I thought, was... I guess that was John Hughes' version of, like, oh, rich person's eating lunch, it must be sushi. <laughs> Can we just talk about who, who else brings a carton of milk to lunch? Like, an entire carton of milk? Yeah, and well, that... Yeah, and that carton sat for a while. Like you guys don't yeah. bring that? Oh, there's, there's that. I'm, I'm. You're, you're worried about the milk. I'm worried about the sushi that's been at room temperature <laughs> for God knows how yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got so many germs in it now. And um, I, yeah. And then we see Sheedy making her sandwich, which again, proto internet behavior. I um, you know, as that character is now on allrecipes.com. Absolutely, nonstop. This was delicious. I replaced <laughs> yeah. the bologna with Captain Crunch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Five, yeah. five stars. Five stars. I changed every ingredient. Five but, she stars. Looks, but she looks so adorable doing it, doesn't she? I, I, and no. she makes because she, she makes the lunch after uh, she turns down her first uh, lunch option, which was uh, Prince's 1999. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Where are we here? Uh, Judd Nelson lost. berates uh, uh, Anthony Nelson. Michael Hall for having a good family dynamic, mm-hmm. and then says a cigar was put out on him. Yeah, that's uh, oh, we've gone all past that because when they get back. To the room. Um, that's when the principal locks the uh, John Nelson in, in the closet there. Oh, and, yeah. And his yeah. Leonard pointed out, try, tries to fist fight him. I'll give you the so first I shot. Wanna, I want to know. I want to. So this this principal, Paul Gleason, uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, education is a, a difficult field and sort of a, a, a game of inches, you might call it. But but what's your final plan? <laughs> like, like. Okay, so what happened was, right, he was being a total jerk-off, so I locked him in a closet, he punches me in the face, so I beat him up! Oh, he hit first? Yeah, he hit me first! Okay, that's fine then. <laughs> we can close the case on this accidental homicide. Well, well the child, the yep, case closed. Automatic tenure for you, sir. <laughs> like, that's the kind of gumption we need in these schools nowadays. Some of the, a real go get him attitude. Go get I him in the ground, I, I say. I think this is the root of why he is constantly giving kids detention. I think there's some like he can only you know he can like only achieve an erection if he's like threatening children in a locked closet. No, he, guys, or, what if this is like there's, a there's something weird backstory? going on here with Saturday detention and this guy, and it's it's it, we really need to dig into this. I think, guys, this is like a tragic backstory. So like when he was five. 
he, like, out of the blue got this random Saturday detention, and then his entire life, he's like, I'm going to become a principal, and I'm going to give that <laughs> Saturday detention. And then he did it, and then he became trigger happy, and he just gave everyone the Saturday detentions. Like, oh, you're you're, you're walking the, sh- the longer way down the hallway? You must be skipping class. Saturday detention. You know they 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 were saying that uh, they were they were talking about doing some uh, I think I think sequels sequels to Breakfast Club uh, that didn't happen. Uh, what they could have done that what they could have done with that is just not have the kids and only have Paul <laughs> yes. Gleason like in the yes. sequels, and so it's just like a whole series of like Dirty Harry. Like, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, and I issue five detentions or six. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the hell out of those movies. Yeah, mess with the bull, get the horns, the movie. Yeah, oh my so god. <laughs> Breakfast Club oh 2. God. It's Bad Lieutenant. It really yes. Is. Yes, it bad, is. Bad Lieutenant, but with Paul Gleason as the principal. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. I I agree that, yeah, it's it's even, like, you're beating up a child. <laughs> There's no... Even even in the freewheeling 80s, like, the people are going to be yeah, like, but, you you beat up a child. Yeah, but hold on a second. a principal beating up a student. Like, there's that's just like, instantly you're going to go to jail. But hold on, hold on a second. Judd Nelson, are we really going to pretend that Judd Nelson wasn't going to lay him out with one punch? That, he's got to be He's got to be sitting on at least 200, and he's just as tall as the principal. If he clocks that dude in the jaw. No way. You don't no think so? Way. Judd Nelson's a wiener dog. Absolutely. I got yeah. really? I, no I agree. Way. He talks <laughs> tough. He talks tough and that that is totally I'm I'm telling you it's the whole his whole persona is just that. He would rather be, you know, like in front of an audience like performing this tough guy like one man show that he has. I don't Listen, know, genetics. You, his dad burned if, him with a cigarette. He burned someone else with a cigarette genetics. If you were to challenge like Judd Nelson in like a high score competition in Cubert, you would get taken down. Like you are going downtown. <laughs> but in a fist fight, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way. Yeah, a guy who's good in a fist fight doesn't carry a switchblade. <laughs> that's that's science fact. I mean, we know we all know that. Um, so so Judd Nelson is locked in a room while he contemplates how completely powerless he is in the social strata of this town that he lives in. And but then he tells, uh, but then he tells a joke that doesn't go anywhere. That's, that's, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The punchlineless joke. Yeah, he 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 crawls through the uh, ceiling vents and uh, falls immediately when he pushes on one of those tiles. He immediately collapses under him. I don't know if any of you have a- actually done work with those tiles. You look at those wrong, and they just yeah, collapse instantly. Yeah. They're oh, awful. Sure. They yeah, fall apart when you try to take them down from underneath. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ho- I hope you're wearing goggles, unless you like debris straight in your eyes, <laughs> yeah. like some nice fiberglass right in your eye. That's great. Yeah, drop ceilings but, are not uh, good for carrying weight. Not, not at all. So things um, are things are going a little bad for the Breakfast Club crew. They're, well, they've because their cult leader is gone. Right. You know, they're they're, right. they're they're a flock without a shepherd. They don't <laughs> yeah. know what to do. Morale yeah, is morale is down, but you fortunately, that... weed fixes everything. That's right. <laughs> What what has John Hughes taught us? If you're socially awkward, if your group's falling apart, hardcore, unadulterated street drugs and or underage drinking will solve all your problems. That's all you need in yeah. life. He, he wrote that from a place of experience, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I, I would hope so. Um, otherwise, it's a very interesting view. But I did love that we can add Judd Nelson to our uh, peeper squad. 
as he is under the desk uh, looking yeah, up Molly Ringwald's we skirt. Can't, we, well, it's a John Hughes movie, so of course the trifecta is uh, blatant peeping, uh, some semblance of rape, and then kids partying when clearly there's no other reason to. It's what John Hughes does. It's it's his. Oh, they're having there's a party no reason to. They have weed. <laughs> <laughs> they go and uh, peer pressure wins the day because initially he's the only one to go. And uh, who who is it that fights? Emilio Estevez is like he's like the holdout, right? He yes. doesn't. He's the last to go. And Ali Sheedy abstains completely. But right, which Estevez is, is the last which, one to which go. Which is like I don't. I I still like. Like that—that that does not make any sense to me. Well, it beca- <laughs> does not make any sense to me. No, it's because Ali Sheedy is seen missing. No, Ali Sheedy is just gone. It's not even laced with LCD. Why would I bother? Yeah. Yeah. Or LSD. I, LSD. <laughs> or- yes. There's no liquid crystals in this marijuana at all. <laughs> and, and if only no I had a calculator wash to smoke this out of. You do, uh, it's right there. Yeah, I, I, I believe that there is a scene missing when they all went to do weed, and she's like, oh, no, no, I, I, I have my own bag of drugs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll be doing these, thank you. So uh, they're, all, they're all smoking the marijuana cigarettes, and uh, we have Anthony Michael Hall doing his black voice. Candy yep, sure was. <laughs> the same one from Weird Science. <laughs> was, uh, the same exact one. Oh, boy. Let's see. Black person, black person. Uh, Ray Charles. <laughs> Ray Charles is a black person. <laughs> My only frame of reference is Richard Pryor and Ray Charles. So those are the two people I'll be channeling. But um, yeah, and then and then we have Estevez, who clearly was doing something other than marijuana. He was doing something PCP, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he yells so loud he breaks a window. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He he's so out of it in this whole thing. Oh man! <laughs> uh, but it's not just the teenagers that get to have their own fun, because the uh, the adults of the school get to do their own day drinking afterwards. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's I like two p.m. in the basement of a high school. Hooray! <laughs> Let's have some old Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. It was old Milwaukee. Oh, that was a tip of milk. <laughs> oh no, man, it's beer. But see that, and that's the thing. I, I kind of feel like that principal. He he's got a he's got a nip cup up in his office. I don't I don't think he had to go all the way down there. Oh yeah, no, I, I firmly believe that that old Milwaukee is definitely the janitor's. Mm-hmm. It's that's that's definitely not the principal's. I, I'm with you. The principal has hard liquor all hidden throughout the school. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's walking around so much. Maybe he's hitting all his liquor stashes, like, all over the school. <laughs> yeah, like, gotta hit the locker room, gotta hit the main office. Damn, yeah, that one's he, empty. He's, <laughs> or maybe maybe it's like that, that Kids in the Hall skit. He's a, he's a girl drink junkie, and he's trying to assemble some cocktail. <laughs> he needs oh, all the alcohol. Oh, sure, yeah, it's he has to go to the Get all the nutmeg. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like a scavenger hunt. Has a mixer yeah, so under the, the, the desk. The principal, the principal gets busted going through the private files. So, Those weren't okay, private okay, files. Okay, okay, Those yeah. weren't private what? files. Whose files are they then? Wait, like, this yeah. is, how come the principal wouldn't have access to them? Right. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I have to agree. Like, you think the principal's probably got the final say on who's getting hired, right? Like, hasn't he seen it all before? What what confidential files does he not have access to? I, to well, yeah, I, and then who has access to them then? Like, right, yes. Is, it, is that like the janitor only the CIA. files? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know the what's secret funny, trash habits of the staff? Well, right. you know what? I, I, I swear, this is at the point where I'm like, oh, it's going to be a playboy. You know, John Hughes has gone almost an hour without a vagrant topless scene. No, he went be. under. He but went then under. the principal's like, oh, Judy, she... 
she skipped school once when she was 12. I'm, I'm like, wow, this this guy really gets off on different things than I do. Because he, he says it sexily, too. It's not like he's just, like, talking about it. He's like, oh, yeah, you you put when a cherry bomb cheated. in the bathroom. You naughty, naughty boy. Like, whoa. Maybe that maybe the janitor needs to step in. Tony, the real MVP. He does. He's saving the principal from himself. <laughs> Ali Sheedy uh, pulls the oldest psychic routine in the book of stealing somebody's wallet and then giving yeah. them all their information. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, so if you're Michael Hall, right, you're in, like, physics club and math club <laughs> and, like, not being an idiot club, and then somebody's like, you have green eyes, you're five foot nine, and your social security number is, and Anthony Michael Hall is like, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you from, are you from the FBI? This is so confusing. <laughs> and I mean, I, I feel like your your first instinct is, oh, where's my wallet? Like, someone's rattling off personal information. Uh, well, hold on. He, as a first time smoker, he's clearly in past any type of comprehension. And I'm sure well, that's but they had some sort of, like, weird uh, secret weed that, like, only gets you high for, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's like there's a scene where they're stoned and then they're not. And, and, and like, the first right. time. And for the first time you smoke it, too. I really like that clever little trick in there. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, that I, I did, not that I know anything I, about that, Willow. I sure. did like the line, why do you need a fake ID? And he says to vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and um, then Ali Shidi goes, uh, would you like to know what's in my bag? And everyone, including us, were like, nope, nope, we don't. No. We assume it's a dead animal of some sort. And you can just keep that to yourself. Instead, it's a dozen tampons. <laughs> and my favorite part about this is, is she goes, "It, I'm going to run away. It's like, wow, you. From what? Yeah, uh, I'm going to. Period. That's what <laughs> 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 And then, yeah, she she has a meltdown, and then Emilio Estevez goes over and tries to ask her what's wrong, and they kind of have a little bonding moment where they complain about their parents. Yeah, and this and this starts off for me the point of the movie where I I, I I'm like, okay, you're in the home stretch, just go ahead and finish this out, and then we get into this this you know everyone this, has talent like the end of full house moment where it's just constantly what's wrong with you oh here's my problem here's how to fix it here's judd nelson with a snarky comment to trigger everybody again trigger and, and it kind of goes on for like 20 minutes like that did it feel like that for you guys no because there's no like there's no fixing there's no fixing to it because it's um like ultimately the whole thing is very nihilistic because um, in that, in that, in that big scene where they sort of like talk about like, you know, the reason why they're in, uh, why they got to detention or whatever, um, they reveal a bunch of stuff about like who they are and, and why they are where they're at. Um, but there's no, there's no sense of betterment to anyone. No, cause they're um, all, they, they're all human garbage. Yeah. <laughs> they're teenagers. I mean, that's that's not fair standard. Sorry, they're teenage <laughs> no. garbage. <laughs> yeah, then they're teenage, teenage garbage. garbage. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> I no, I I I I see where where Lemon's coming from, and he's 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 right. Everyone is is just kind of commiserating, and that's you know that's it. They're not. Yeah. I don't think they're even looking for answers. I I think the movie is supposed to be about them having these sort of epiphanies. That, you know, that every 
high school kid has. Commiserating in that point where they're there, because, like, like uh, Anthony Michael Hall's like, hey, so we're friends, right? And I don't know why he would think that, because... Yeah, 100%. Particularly friendly. About, but but he's like, we're all friends, and, they're, and then they're like, no. And, and that's the truth of it. And that's the truth of it that's even uh, played out a little bit, is that is that no like this 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 saturday here in the in the giant library like that's that's it like tomorrow is completely a different thing you guys are back at war with each other and nothing gets better yeah i agree and you know you know what it actually reminded me of was um i i watched the first season of the of the fox show glee oh. and it reminded me a lot of this show because the very first season of that show was ridiculously nihilistic. Okay. It was, it was, I mean, aside from a bunch of crappy music that was in it, it was basically (laughs) about like, once you get labeled some way, you can't ever break out. And if you do, you'll just get dragged down to the lowest common denominator that you associate with. That was like the underlying like theme of that show. But yeah, so there's another note too in that, in the thing where they're, where they're, you know, commiserating on their thing. Emilio Estevez is like, I committed sexual assault. And they're like, that's funny. And then, <laughs> exactly. and then, um, and then Anthony Michael Hall is like going through this like suicide ideation, which is confusing. But but in the beginning of it, he's like he's like, uh, you know, I get really good grades, and then I was in shop class, and I had to make a ceramic elephant lamp. <laughs> when you pull the trunk, the light comes on. What? Yeah, what? I, yeah that's I, I, that's I, an incredibly specific I, shop class. Well, you had to do, you first of all, you worked with ceramic in shop class. That seems expensive and <laughs> and also like 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 I I was laying in bed last night and I was like, you pull the trunk, the light comes on. You pull the trunk. I can't like that I, that, that mental image is not. How does that work? Okay, so like you, you pull, pull the trunk down and then the light goes okay. on, like kind of like, like <laughs> that doesn't help. Thanks, <laughs> I like Willow's explanation is, is exactly what happens. <laughs> I don't. I can't seem to get what you're not getting. <laughs> that, yeah, like I the mean, what it's like when you just pull the string, it's like that, but with an elephant. <laughs> but wait, so is it? So it's like an elephant head, and then there's like a, just a string coming out of its general nose area. No, but it's not a string. It's like actually like decorated like a trunk. Yeah, I, you- I I kind of assume that I, I assume that like in the trunk was the cord. And then when you pulled it, it would just look like a part of the trunk pulled away from the rest of the body. That's what I thought. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I spent, I even spent like 20 minutes trying to like Google image search it. Like could not come up <laughs> with an elephant. You pull the trunk, the light comes on. I want to know how bad yeah, he messed seems, up to get in. It seems a lot uh, more complicated than like, you know, the old uh, make a toolbox, make a what birdhouse. I'm, what I'm saying, <laughs> but, Anthony but, Michael Hall, is maybe don't get so down on yourself for not being able to successfully make this thing. His, it seems super hard. Here's my thing. How bad did he mess up? You yourself with a flare gun. The flare gun. Oh man, flare gun at school. By the way, I'm gonna shoot myself with a flare gun. Where's the best place to do this? <laughs> school. Like, <laughs> well, you know, nice it's kind of it's kind of like the it's kind of like a Jeremy moment, you know. Sure, sure. You gotta be dramatic about it. I I I really want to know what the thought process was though, be- behind that, where they were like, okay, 
Anthony Michael Hall brought a gun to school. Oh, it's just a flare gun. Okay, he brought a flare gun to school. Why do you think he did that? Oh, I think he was probably going to commit suicide. Oh, so he's like dangerous and violent. I know. Let's put him unsupervised in a library <laughs> with his peers. All right, problem solved. <laughs> and let's go to lunch. <laughs> yeah, the school's not super duper good at solving its own problems. No. Oh, why should no, they? No, no. Well, oh, that this is, is This is the specific area where I was confused about... Well, I cannot read that. No. Uh, Throw it uh, at we'll, the camera! We'll send the photo to you guys. Uh, Willow has drawn a picture of what it would look like. Duh! Oh, <laughs> great! Oh my god, that's exciting! <laughs> that's okay. pretty awesome. I, 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 yeah, I wish I'm I could see it. I'm looking forward but... to seeing this. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you guys. This is the area where they all start... I feel like everyone's kind of pig-piling on Claire... Mm-hmm. Like we had talked about earlier, where she's like, oh, like, you're rich, and you're stuck John- up, and, and you're mean, you know, but- and you never had sex with John Hughes when you were 17. <laughs> right. No, but see, this is, and this goes back to my point about her being able to walk away. I get that she can't leave the library, but she doesn't have to sit in that particular area and let them just bash her to, you know, to it's tears. those things where you just take it, and you go, okay, fine. No, but you know what, And, and but they keep saying, oh, we're not going to be friends, and then, but at the end. You're not. They are, though, because the relationships that you, that you see kind of, like, budding, they all come to fruition. The yeah, only one who's like, kind of left out day, is... after that day, you know they don't talk to each other. <laughs> like, this has gone into those memoria kind of things where you're like, oh, remember that one day where everyone got along? Me too. End of story. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah I super agree with I, that. I guess. Yep, yep. That's That was my opinion, too, is that come Monday, they're all just right back to the... Yep. To the social norms that they're familiar with, and they maybe Anthony Michael Hall tries to actually like keep it up, you know, tries to like be nice to them, and it's exactly like uh, you mean keep Molly it up Ringwall the, the says direction that he's had for nine hours, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Well, that just doesn't go away. He doesn't know how to fix oh, okay, that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because because oh yeah, because there's that point where uh, Molly Ringwald's like, "Hey, Ali Sheedy, let me make you look terrible." Yeah, hundred percent. Right. It's yeah, like, Ali Sheedy didn't need didn't need that makeover. She I don't know. Molly all. Molly Ringwald dresses her up like a cabbage patch doll. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, it, and it's it like gets this. Him his attention for the day. No, but it's not though. It's like oh, you know you know how you look exactly like you do and act like you do, and that's what he's fallen in love with. Let's change that completely, and I'm sure he'll fall even harder for you. Yep. And and just let's be as fake as I am right now. It works. Can you say it didn't it's, work? No, no, it's, you can't say that it didn't it, work. Classic, classic sort of hues like, oh, you know what we need? Um, something Makeover that scene. immediately Makeover fix everything. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Well, you and, know what? Uh, I thought we'd really try this movie together since there's no nudity or no like strong, strong peepers. We just, we just need a makeover. That that's that's your filler when you run out of pe- when you run out of boobs and peepers. Just a makeover. Yeah. Well, no, that, that wasn't. That wasn't. I mean, John I want to throw boobs that. in the makeover, but someone said I couldn't do that. Apparently, the, all the that girls a... needed to wear shirts. <laughs> I, I I did like how immediately after this scene, there's a dance montage because you know some studio guy was like, no, 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 we need to make this three minutes longer. So let's <laughs> throw in a dance montage. The kids love these. Well, it is the most famous scene in the whole movie, though, isn't it, though? Because yeah, that's, the, that's yeah, the one that gets I, I recreated in all the, uh, whenever you see, like, high school musics. I thought it'd, like, yeah. really get the hearts of the young people. Like, it'd really entice them in. Make them feel the vibe. Oh, my God. Like, dead John Hughes is chatty today. <laughs> well, you know, he, he uh, shows up when he wants to and usually doesn't leave when we ask him. So. Hey, uh, hey, dead John Hughes, uh, if you were to, uh, like, um... 
add your own zazzle on uh, that whole Disney High School Musical thing. Would you would you do that any differently? How like, how would you change High School Musical? I'd probably just add some more boobs and booze. Yeah, that might make it complete. <laughs> High School Musical colon boobs and booze. Boobs and booze. <laughs> yeah, it's a new song. Boobs. <laughs> boobs and booze. Bo- Oh, Go on, shop, yes. Shop and a few songs. Is, there, like, is there a second verse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We've lost Paul. What happened, Paul? <laughs> no, I'm just letting her go. <laughs> you said to talk more. I'm contributing. No, when I said talk more, I said uh, uh, explicitly, I said don't steal my character. <laughs> Um, I, I worked on that character for three weeks. Um, no, you were imitating um the the John. You are imitating the John, and I am the John. See, I come on, am Paul. It's a great character that's so strong. You were just she, imitating like, me. It's a great character that's so strong that it, it transcends the name of the character. It is well, the only thing that's giving me cons- giving me uh. I don't know. Making me feel better is the fact that I just found out John Hughes is dead, so it does make more sense that, oh, well, now now that we've gone three movies, he's died. <laughs> now we're talking to his ghost. Yeah. That is a... Uh, I'm also angry because their jokes are stronger. A terrible statement in, in and out of context. Yeah, that's going to make me feel better because John Hughes has died! <laughs> and yet I do. I do feel <laughs> just better. <laughs> Not everyone can be a space balloons person. And her, and her jokes are stronger. That's bothering me. <laughs> oh, man. I think I think we all know that that good artists borrow, but great artists steal. And Willow is just following yeah, that tradition. Yeah, we've over this. I'm saying, I mean, like again, as as somebody, I've been I've been listening to the podcast. Like like you understand that Willow's the funniest thing in this podcast, right? Oh oh oh, we know yeah. okay. we know yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't care if it is. Make sure you How know where you your star know is. <laughs> Oh, no. We, we're very well aware. Believe me, Lemon, she tells me every time we're about to start the podcast. Yeah, that's what I tell you. Sure. Oh, okay, can we finish this up? <laughs> we just, well, yeah, we are almost at the end. The gang, uh, oh, Judd Nelson heads back to his locked room. Yes. Um, the gang convinces Anthony Michael Hall to write a single essay for everybody. Yeah. Uh, Which is actually like six words long Claire goes to where Judd Nelson is. To do what she's wanted to do the entire film, but it's off screen. I can only assume to the protesting of John Hughes, that scene was not shown. Um, yeah. And then, uh, well, that's yeah, it. And it, then every, everybody gets picked up. Yeah. Um, and, and we kind of see that famous scene where at the end they're, they're reading the essay from the beginning of the film. It's the same essay at the end. And you see Judd Nelson walking through the, football field and he yeah. you know puts his puts his fist up and it yeah. freeze frames and Not yeah because I mean, okay. they're tasked with they're tasked with the essay of like who do you think you are um and then like the second half of the essay is sort of like you know them railing against like you know, we're not the conventions uh, that you think we are. And it's like, well, yeah, you super-duper are, though. (laughs) Like, like, you are the jock. And it's like, you think of me as the jock. Yeah, that's because you're the jock. And, like, the jock line. Listen, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, uh, tigers can't change their stripes, but um, I'm telling you, tiger, uh, you're pretty much much stuck where you are. When I, uh, when I went to film school, 
we had to one of the first things they had us do in film school when you got to like actual film class was write a like who are you essay and some kid basically ripped this off where he's like oh people only see me as somebody who wants to make movies and i'm like dude you're in film school <laughs> my, my essay was like i like movies here i am i want to make Hello, I like, like movies goodbye it's over like i don't need a paper like I like watching movies. I like talking about them. I want to make them. It's over. Like, I talk about yeah. movies. Whoa. It's, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think med students have the same problem? Oh, people just think I want to be a doctor because I'm in med school. Like, people always think because I'm holding this liver, I like to do surgery, and I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. No, I'm, I don't. No, every time I, I walk up with a shovel, right everyone assumes <laughs> I'm a grave digger. Why not? Like, surgeons I'm don't a just shovel walk cell. around with a liver in their hand. <laughs> Maybe maybe this guy does. You don't know. Oh, okay. I I think that would make you some sort of serial killer. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, which I would say go up to kidneys. Exactly. Bro, fetch a that's a, that's what I'm saying. He's walking on the street with a with a liver in his hand. People think he's a surgeon, and he's not. He's a serial killer. <laughs> you have. A, I'm tired you of you misjudging. A magical me. view of people. <laughs> I not like that. <laughs> if I saw someone walking around with a liver, holding a liver, which I immediately would assume was human, I have no idea. But what I would just like assume a that. Dog's liver uh, my first that. thought isn't there's a man who went to medical school. <laughs> doctor, doctor, please look at this thing on my. Head. Well, what if there's a doctor <laughs> like, question, on a exactly, fire? Yeah, yeah can you hold this liver for me? <laughs> it hurts when I do this. Uh, is that, is that, should, should I have this checked out? Uh, yeah, let me cut your hand but, off. <laughs> well, he's a doctor. I gotta listen to him. <laughs> so there we go. Um, one thing I failed to mention is, man, did they get their mileage out of that Simple Minds song because oh, it's yeah. like the score through like the whole thing and yeah. bookended. So man, yeah, Hughes yeah, did that yeah. a couple times though. There was a couple movies he bookended <laughs> like that. Um, I think Weird Science yeah. did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird Weird Science was like that. Well, the 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 uh, Don't You Forget About Me was written specifically for the movie. <laughs> Like, uh, like I believe Weird Science. Was yeah, Weird Science was written specifically for it. Yeah, so it it, it kind of makes sense that it, you'd yeah. you'd use it. They probably Which had to do it. Which is kind of surprising because you would think that the, at that point they would be like the Breakfast Club. There is attention. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Not to... You think Danny Elfman handed that in, and they were like, "No, we can't. We can't go with this. this is ridiculous." <laughs> okay, take two. They I liked your I liked friends. your mystical knights of the Oingo Boingo sound, not this conventional Oingo Boingo sound. Get out of here, Elfman. Oh man. Uh, so I guess I guess we we wrap up unless anybody's got some some choice tidbits that they didn't uh, they didn't get to say throughout this. No, no, I'm good. Everybody gets to say? Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Greg, uh, uh, let's go. Greg, why don't we who, start with who you? Should go first. We'll start with Greg, and then we'll. How uh, about you? Okay. I, after watching all of these John Hughes films, this is far and away the best one. It is easily the best written. It's easily the best well-made. Um, there's a lot. It's just a... It reminds me a lot of, like, a a John Carpenter film, because it just takes place in one area and doesn't, doesn't go anywhere. Oh, I was going to say, I thought I missed the creature that comes out and eats everybody, but... No, yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> okay, different interpretation. Yeah. Under the stairs. Oh, uh, yeah. That, a lot of, uh... Yeah. Yeah, you, you guys uh, didn't know. Kurt Russell was uh, originally in this film and was cut. Oh, but, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> as, as McCready. Um, but <laughs> as Ali Sheedy. <laughs> Ali, it turns out Ali Sheedy was an uh, uh, alien from another planet taking the shape of a human. <laughs> if they had done that blood test with her, it would have jumped out of the Petri dish. But I, I was actually surprised. I, the bar for this movie for me was very, very low from what I remember, and it actually surprised me. It really is probably 
the best movie he's done. And I just say that because I haven't seen several of the, his, his later movies. Um, you know, some kind of wonderful I haven't seen in a while. And uh, Uncle Buck I haven't seen in a while. But So, shockingly, I give this film a, a rad. I really did not expect to. But I, I, I do. I, it's, a, it's a fun movie. And I, I, it still holds up because it deals in such, like, generic, you know, just jock and, you know, you know social stereotypes. I think it still kind of holds up. It surprised me. So my vote is rad. Cool. Very good. Uh, Lemon, wow. you want to go next? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I would double down on that and actually say that, that for literally everyone involved in, the movie, in this movie, this is their best work. Like, this is the best John Hughes movie. This is yep. the best Emilio Estevez movie. This is the best Anthony Michael Hall movie. Uh, this is far and away the best Ali Sheedy movie. Um, Molly Ringwald still talks like an actress from the fifties, but she does better in this one <laughs> than usual. Um, I, I, you know, that's the only Simple Mind song I could name. Like, <laughs> like I think, I think everyone, I think everyone in this is in their best form. And like, like coming back to it, um, it is from the eighties, and and that that flavor is in there but it's not as dated as so very 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 many other movies of the time like it's about teenagers and it in my opinion a fairly timeless way that it doesn't it doesn't feel locked in irrelevancy to me cool okay uh so rad definitely rad oh yeah absolutely awesome. rad. super rad um, and before before you go, Paul, I just I, I want to say I'm glad we did not have my wife on as a guest because she refers to this film as white people problems vignette. <laughs> so, well, yeah, she's uh, she not, not entirely wrong. <laughs> I a lot of movies could have that title though. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it was absolutely rad in the in, you know in the 80s and, and when I first saw this. So I mean, that's it's not even a question. As far as now, I, I'm. I'm really just there's not much else to say on top of what you guys already did. It's absolutely rad. I I Willow can say it. I was laughing. I found some of the poignant uh stuff um really good. I think there are a couple scenes that are too long or could be cut. Um I know we say that all the time. This one more than anything else. Um I, the Scooby Doo scene I think is it, it doesn't Iconic. add too much, but I love the characters. I I said this to Willow, and I said it here, actually. Definitely the most truest rendition of a teenager that John wrote. All of the other movies we've done so far with kids and teenagers, they almost all come off as caricatures, or they come off as just just characters. They're just written. Whereas this, this one, I felt like these are kids I would have known in school. And how they acted is exactly how I would have seen myself or other kids act in school. Um, so I think it's a hundred percent. It's still rad, still good. And Greg, you're absolutely right. Of the four movies that we watched, the best John Hughes movie we've done, and that's it's sad for me because Weird Science was in my top five when I was a kid, and now it, it's not good. This well, one, this one stays up there. Oh, you know what that is? That is an economic downturn in your valuation of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, to be fair, I probably saw it on TV more than uh, boobs. What? Older oh, Paul doesn't okay. enjoy my boobs anymore? No, as a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, confused. no. Your movies are better when you don't have boobs, clearly. I'm, co- I'm What about ghost boobs? What are you trying to say to me? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we all want to know about. That's what we wanted, ghost boobs. Uh, Willow, is this wrong? Ghost boobs! Oh, she's combining, Greg. <laughs> yep. 
That's all right. Okay. She's combining ghost balloons and, and John Hughes. Space balloons. Yes, that was the you same. You said ghost balloons. It's space balloons. Get your products right. You're doing ghost balloons. and Space <laughs> balloons. Willow. Is it rad? Surprisingly, no. I what? set too high of an expectation. And I watched it and it was like, nah, something's dragged. It wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. Not as fun. You and watched it three times before. That's because I keep setting high expectations. <laughs> you thought this was the time it was going to sink for me? <laughs> like the first time it was like good because it was like the first time watching it. The second time I was like, eh. And then the third time I was like, okay, I remember it being good. I'll watch it again. And then this time I was like, okay, I know this is good because I watched it a few times. And I realized, oh, wait. I always hit this realization by the end. So. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, I mean, we still got three rads. So that's at least calls the movie rad. That's good. Seventy five percent rad. Yes, that's exactly seventy five percent rad. That's how Surprise. that's how math works. Surprise. You must be a math club. I thought I knew you. Fifty percent uh, because I, I double that. Oh poor! You, you broke poor Lemon's Willow, heart. You're killing us over here. <laughs> we we just lost a listener. Thank Me you. Me no amigos. Sorry. Okay. All Aww. right. Fair enough. <laughs> much, much like, uh, much like the principal in the Breakfast Club, Willow, you are our future. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that keeps us up at night. <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, so um, Lemon, you are from a podcast called the F Plus, and I, because we don't have a lot of guests, I didn't ask you anything about that or what it's like or anything like that at the top of the podcast. So, what is mm-hmm. the F Plus? What um, you know, I know what it is. Um, why don't you give us a little? Uh, blurb here on why What's people got to go about? and listen to your very very funny podcast <laughs> thanks Rilla. uh i mean i don't super need to pitch it uh too heavily okay. uh it's uh it's a podcast uh i know that your um audience can sometimes skew younger uh at which point i would say at a certain point stay away like there's some gross <laughs> very gross very very gross <laughs> things that happen in my podcast uh, but um, is my dad uh, shirt was on there? If you uh, want to hear the words of uh, uh, absolute lunatics, uh, I do that with a lot of frequency. Maybe I might awesome. actually listen to a podcast. Um, uh, uh, it's I mean the 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 F plus for me is is like my go to like uh, if I don't have a podcast to listen to, I will just download because they they have such a huge back catalog. You guys have been doing this for years, and yeah. you do one a week, so there's yeah. tons of them. Just about, but yeah. no, I. It's uh you know the perfect um the perfect description is just terrible things read with enthusiasm. You guys say yeah. it all the time, and it's it's exactly what it is, and it's uh it's super great, and it's always funny. Yeah, no, we live up to that mission statement, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's important to us. Yeah, uh, uh, I I'm and I'm glad I get to you know it's kind of like people that you know from TV and radios. It's like oh you never get to talk to those people. I got to tell you. Um, one of my favorite episodes was the uh, customer service one. I, I know it's one of the oh, where everybody ones. applauded. Yeah, that because oh, that is. I, so I'm in customer service. I go to websites and read stuff like that. And you were 100 percent right. Sure. Every one of those ends in cheering. Like, good God, person, man, you, it is not like that at all. Normally, it ends with the person storming off and you going <laughs> showed him. <laughs> and so you guys did it perfectly. I love that episode. Um, it's actually the first one that I started listening to when Greg told me about you uh, some time sure. ago. So, um, and and like Greg said, um, I've gone back and I've listened to so many of them. Uh, you do have some episodes I would probably, um, if you if you like the PG thirteen family friendly, maybe stay away from when they go into the darker web uh, episodes. But 
It is a super funny podcast. So thank you so much for joining us uh, for The Breakfast Club. Merci beaucoup. I'll be <laughs> sure to send you that picture of the elephant lamp so you can unpack Oh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm Seriously, I, <laughs> I want to sleep tonight. And I think that seeing your drawing of the, the ceramic elephant that turns on when you pull down on the tusk is the only way. Not tusk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I might add some more nose, details for nose. you. No, 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 no. no. you got to okay. leave it just the way it is. It's Draw perfect. some lines. It's a minimalist okay. view of what what it needs to be. I love it. Uh, but you're my dad, so your vote doesn't count. So like I'm an Ikea it. assembly instruction? Yes! That's, uh... <laughs> Put lamp in elephant. Ta-da! <laughs> Maybe I should add some boobs. <laughs> John! John, get out of here! It's elephant boobs! I would highly enjoy that. I'm surprised I had to tree boobs. So, Who beat uh, me to that one? Okay, uh, so at the end of every podcast, uh, we do a few things here. We thank, uh, we we have one patron uh, who always donates. He's an awesome guy, Mr. Bibbs. Um, he's been a listener for a very long time. We thank you, as always, um, for contributing to the podcast and helping us out. As a matter of fact, you helped buy a couple uh, pieces of equipment I needed to help get this set up with Greg being remote. So thank you so much for that. And um, you can become a patron or turn off your phone, Willow. Uh huh. What? Yeah. You were talking. I was. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, I'm sorry. I also thank you, Mr. Bibbs, for not giving yeah. up on us. <laughs> so, very easy to do that. But uh, uh, yes. follow us on uh, social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. On? Most of us, ah, we're on all of them, them, right? Yeah. Um, and so next week, <laughs> yeah. uh, next week we're going to be doing, after Hughes of Palooza, we, I think we needed to cleanse the palate. And so we're going to let Willow do an on fleek to end out September before, uh, on Lemon, I don't know if you're a big horror movie fan, October we do horror month. Uh, we do a whole bunch of horror movies for uh, October. So that's Wait, coming up. It's almost October? Yeah. Ew, I'm old. Uh. <laughs> uh, cringing. <laughs> Glad as a teenager you have that realization yes, too. Behind you, Willow. Sorry. <laughs> so what's our what's our on fleek movie, Willow? What is it? Save the Last Dance. Ooh. All right, right now. Let's help I can get without offending people. Uh, yeah, Julia Stiles. Yep. Huh. All yeah, right. every, How do you feel about that? Every so often we have Willow pick a movie and we yeah. watch it. A movie she guys, thinks is rad. You guys get so. to watch that. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Sure I know, right? Do. Sucks to be them. <laughs> Good to be me. Well, man, I love dance movies, and that is a weird pull. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so... either that or Twilight, because I was feeling a Twilight mood the other day. <laughs> okay, yeah, Julia Stiles all day. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I haven't seen that one, I feel like that is a better pull. Uh, okay, uh, so that's it. Uh, Lemon, any last words from you? Uh, T-H-E-F-P-L dot U-S, uh, unless you're offended by gross stuff, in which case, Google. Stay <laughs> zesty, <laughs> my friends. Thank you again for being on the show. You were awesome. And that's about it, so that's going to make me Paul. I'm Greg. I guess I'm Willow. I thought Lemon was going to go first, but I guess now I can say his name, too. I'm Willow. <laughs> Wait, so I'm Lemon, you're Willow? Big switch yeah, at the absolutely. end? We're going to go with that. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Bye. Bye. Stay zesty, Bye. my friends. Well, not at present, but I could see you really pushing maximum density.